0: Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How's Addison doing? I'm doing well, and he is too. Is he? Yeah, that's good to hear. Sometimes I confuse you, too. but uh, it's nice to be back in town, man. I'll tell you that
1: much. Man, it's uh, it's like you've been away for so long. I've uh, this is
0: a pleasant uh, pleasant surprise. Oh, really? Well, I didn't expect you to say pleasant, so I appreciate that. Yeah, that's only on the radio. You oh, right. <laughs> say, yeah. After this, you'll tell me how you really feel. Uh, I usually do. Well, that's true. Brad doesn't <laughs> hold back. But uh, nice to be back in town. Weather's been fairly good. I hear that's going to change as of tomorrow. Is it? Uh, I like, finally. I don't think snow. Come on. We don't have oh, snow. Come on. It's the northwest. We don't get snow. Yeah, we do. Nah. Yeah, you're talking the valley, man. Go nah. to the other side of the mountain. Oh, yeah. Well, the other side of the mountain. Who cares? Yeah, it's still the northwest. People don't live there. Yeah. Uh, apparently not. No. They don't get voting rights. They don't live there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't mean for this to get so <laughs> political so early. But, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. We're not quite there, but it's coming on the Christmas season. It's Birthdays? exciting. Oh, we're in December. Yes. yes. The year is I've almost over. It's not a full year necessarily for us, but it's at least the end of a normal year for us, and we've been recording the majority of the year. Yeah. Have we missed any weeks? Since we started, I don't know that we have. Uh, we missed a couple. Early may, on, we missed a few. It was your fault. We were, we were less consistent as we began. However, now, even if it's just oh. me talking to myself like an awkward individual... We've still put something out. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, apologies for the last two. (laughs) I know, at least for me, to listen to myself was hard. Yeah. But uh, hopefully for everyone else that doesn't know me quite as well, it wasn't quite so hard. Nobody else to laugh at except for yourself. I know. Well, yeah, I find I'm less funny when I don't have someone to banter with. (laughs) Uh, Yes, my wife, I'm just less funny, total, in general. But, uh, nonetheless... Life is good back in
1: the Northwest. Yeah, so uh, just, uh, I know you have a couple episodes on it, but what about a quick recap? You were quick going recap. to, so so you went and uh, rented a motorcycle? I did not. What? You know that. I do, but. embarrassing me in front of my I, friends. I am completely frustrated that you made these plans to go and rent a motorcycle and yeah. you rubbed it in my face for weeks that you were going to go do this and then you didn't
0: even rent one. So you were involved with a lot of this planning. I did not have anything to involved. do with You're you, right. you canceling your
1: motorcycle trip.
0: Now canceling is also the wrong word. You were there to see. Uh, I was not in Northern Ireland. Oh, my gosh this is gonna be rough. Two weeks is not enough. <laughs> I <had> longer <laughs> break from this. Um, nonetheless I, I've explained it fairly well but we'll go over it again just for Brad's sake even though he already knows. But uh basically, I said a quick recap, set it up so that I could uh, send some emails, try to get in contact, really tried to get a couple of different locations. Um, one of them, as we all are aware in, in the previous apps, uh, with Philip McCallan Motorsports there, his, Ooh, his little yeah. rental place.. Yeah. Um, it's not really little. It's a pretty good facility. but couldn't really get in contact in general. I mean, I couldn't get email response. Didn't get any phone calls. Um, was really struggling to get any contact with them. So, showed up. Mm-hmm. And this was about four days before I would have rented it. And was told that the guy that can handle that isn't in. Will be in on Thursday. Uh, and hey, by the way, we're also releasing a brand new bike on Thursday. Now, I know if, uh, if you've listened to the Emerald Isle app one, you can listen to some of that uh, some of that conversation regarding the new speed triple pretty cool yeah Uh, i've got a recording of the bike at the end of that episode so if you listen to the end it's a short one but if you listen to the end you can actually hear the bike running and revving out that exact bike the exact bike the brand new triple the one that was on the floor you recorded its its book it's behind it right there with the exhaust recorded the uh the employee of the facility had him fired up and rev it out a little bit so oh, okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds really good. Anyway, we've already gone over all this, so was, uh, I'm just I guess recap, recap is the right recap. word. Yeah, um, but a pretty impressive bike. The exhaust note I was impressed with. Uh, surprised it wasn't aftermarket. So it sounded really good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. went there on Thursday for that. And then wait, it, wait, I'm, wait. Was it enough for you to want to buy? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not track? looking for a naked sport bike necessarily. Oh, let me clarify. I'm not looking. That that is very much a track oriented, go fast. Naked sport bike. I am cool with a naked street bike that is sport oriented, but in a natural position. Okay. Um, you know, XSR. So or, if it wasn't naked, you'd be more interested in. it. That's debatable. Really, I don't mind the naked bike look, but I the ergonomics of it were definitely track oriented. Okay. It was leaning forward. It was definitely the sport bike. It leaned on the sport bike side of naked standard. Right, I understand that, so, but you kept on saying naked as if it were
1: full fairing you would have been more interested in it.
0: No, not necessarily. Okay. Um, I'm definitely more, I mean, as we've talked about, more into fairings than I ever was because of the stupid GLA 500. Yeah, it has beautiful lines. The Gladiator, I don't think that's true, <laughs> but the Gladiator's definitely <laughs> taught me the importance of those fairings. Uh, yes, that's It is very it. nice and comfortable, but... I do like the naked street bike, the naked standards. Uh, the street triple and speed triple are just a little too sport oriented um, for for something that is a, you know, a, a bike, a multi-tool bike. Okay. If, you know, if it's the third or fourth bike in the fleet, then by all means that would be great because you can use that and go fast and not have to be on it for multiple days, right? But I do trips and I need a bike that I cannot have lower back pain mm-hmm. on those trips. Um, nonetheless, went, went there for that, finally talked to the guy. And just after all the setup and conversation of what needed to be done and, and what they needed to do to set it up and what I needed to do to get it set up, and the weather and being close enough to the weekend and seeing how it was going to turn out, you chickened out. I basically decided that with the bike that I could get in that short period, it was not going to be ideal. What bike were they going to? So I was looking at three ninety Duke. Okay, uh, a nice bike, and it would in a warm, not even warm, in a dry day, would be a phenomenal bike. Okay. But there's not good luggage. Basically, they didn't have the right, they didn't, for that bike, don't have much for luggage to add to it. Okay. They can give me a net. They can give me maybe a rack to to strap my own stuff onto. So it would have been me strapping a cheap canvas backpack. Which you could have lined. You could have lined your backpack. I could have spent all kinds of cash on extra. No, no.
1: Garbage bags work. Sure. Okay. That's not extra cash. I'm sorry. Just one more time.
0: For what I was planning on a four to five hundred kilometer day. Uh-huh. Garbage bags on the back of a bike that is strapped with bungee cords across Ireland with no extra clothes or anything else with me. You would have lined at You've gone hiking. Don't even start talking to me. It would have been okay. You I, would have, it would have been just fine. I would have survived. It would have been perfect. I can tell you this. After both nights, because of hiking and, and seeing the different areas that I went to, yeah. my shoes, socks, and pants up to my knees were soaked to the bone. Sure. Like I was uncomfortably wet with having a foot heater slash dehumidifier in the car. Right. Okay. So you weren't
1: wearing your motorcycle gear that would have and kept I didn't you dry. Bring my gear. So that was the big. Whoa! Problem. You did. You would have planned on not going on this motorcycle ride before you even left.
0: No, I couldn't get a hold of them. I didn't know if they were even renting bikes. So you that took was your helmet. Didn't have any of that. You didn't take anything? They're willing to rent all that to me. But the stuff that they were willing to rent really isn't high caliber, right? The rental stuff is... It's not pro caliber? Yeah. It's not... it, it, It was less than ideal for the weather that was expected that weekend. And being just two days before the weekend started, or let's be clear, it was Thursday night, so I would have left Friday afternoon to get the bike. So less than a day. It was pretty clear that what the weather was predicted as was probably what it would be. Yeah. So it wasn't like I could, you know, play that, oh, it won't be so bad a week from now. You took a picture of somebody riding a motorcycle. That was a few days before. Now, I will say the weekend before, the the day that I showed up,
1: Yeah.
0: if, I, if everything could have been prearranged and that first weekend could have been set up via email, phone calls, and how I tried, right. would have been an easy yes, because that weekend was gorgeous, it would have been fine, perfect, mm-hmm. no problems on any bike, right? Could have been that, could have been a 175, and it would have been okay, because yeah. the weather was so good. But the weekend that we were finally able to connect was just not good. And that, I know I'm giving you a hard time, but I think you made the right decision.
1: You know, I think it, you know whether you have regrets or not. I think it's something that you got to kind of dig down deep and, and uh, deal with that no, over the next bad. few uh, months to years, as it may be quite a while before you ever are able to return. Yep. But you want to be able to enjoy it. That's part of the reason why I'm a big advocate for being on a motorcycle in general. Is being able to go out and enjoy your environment, be engulfed in it, and the visceral feeling of actually moving, um, like through the air on a motorcycle, in essence, through the destinations, and be able to stop easily almost anywhere along the side of the road and get off and go and check things out. So I can understand um, your uh, decision that you made, and you still were able to go around in a car. Yep, and go on some adventures. You said even by doing that, you got soaked.
0: Yeah, right. Just just hiking and, and getting out and doing different things that I probably, if I were already soaked to the bone on a bike, would not have been doing. So I think the experience would have been different. It wouldn't have been different necessarily good, bad, or indifferent. It would have just been a different experience. I would have probably come back, you know, happy and had fun and had stories to tell, at least motorcycle related. But the experience of just seeing Ireland, having some comfort to do that, having the ability to have a car that really was covered by, you know, by the company, really made it nice to be able to do a lot of that without much expenditure. allowed me to go do other things that cost a little bit of money out of pocket because I hadn't spent my budget on a bike.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so did you see the Titanic? Uh, I saw the building that it was, well Not. I mean, let's be honest, it's a new modern building that's been replaced. I saw the general area that it was shipped off from. But you didn't see the Titanic? No, nobody gets to. Well, I guess there are video, live video feeds in the museum. I didn't go to the museum. What do you mean? The Titanic
1: is there. All of that sh- ship sinking stuff is all a conspiracy. That's true. So uh, I was surprised that you didn't actually get to go see it. That's, Did you, it's you a check Hollywood, behind the curtain?
0: It's a Hollywood conspiracy, just so they can make a movie. The, I think so. I think Leo, so. Leonardo DiCaprio didn't have enough uh, money. Jack. Is that Jack? Who? Jack Ryan. Wasn't his name Jack? Was it wasn't in the movie. Yeah, he grows up really fast, becomes a doctor. Absolutely. Those are Absolutely. two different movies. Catch Adams, right? That's, thank you. <laughs> Those are two different movies with the same actor. Anyway, anyway back on the subject. <laughs> Got yeah, to see a that's lot. That's actually a third one. But anyway, I don't know. I'm just saying. Got to see a lot, had fun. It was good. Okay. Um, in hindsight, so, you know, in going, I know you and I have talked about this, about whether I would care about going back. Yeah. Whether it would be, you know, this I've seen it, I'm good. If work ends, be great, but no need. Right. I will say, you know, that UK and kind of northern Europe, especially that northwest Europe, it's really cool. So uh, the idea or the plan to go back really to get into Dublin from the U.S. is not an expensive flight compared to many other European locations. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that we've definitely, my wife and I have talked about. So the opportunity to go back will probably come up, whether it be through work or just making that trip. Um, I would like to see Scotland. It is definitely mentioned that. the yeah. same, but different, right? A similar climate, but a different environment, a little more hilly, a little more rocky. So what
1: time of the year are you going to go? Summer is definitely the right choice. Summer? So like early summer, midsummer. I mean, what if, did you research what the ideal time to go for not only you on a motorcycle where you want to be able to go out and actually enjoy it in decent weather, but also as a family, where I don't know if it gets really
0: hot there. So, I just don't know. What time of the year is the best? Ideal time? is different. It doesn't get hot. You know, I mean, even midsummer, the heat of the summer, we're talking 80 degrees. It's, it's just nice. Okay. Um, But it, it depends what your ideal is. For me, I actually, despite having short days, despite it being wet and rainy, I, I really enjoyed the November trip because when I go to any location, it was basically just me or a couple of locals. Mm hmm it really wasn't crowded it was easy to get around there weren't any hardly any tourists some of the big hitters right the cliffs of Moore and and some of the big hitter locations had some tourists mm-hmm. but the average like this is a really cool place to visit was just me yeah. i would hike down to it i'd walk around this castle hike back up and maybe see one other person you know i think <clears throat> you go midsummer and i don't think you get that same
1: you know privilege i think so you, you end up with to certain
0: castles a couple of them, yeah. Did you? Pretty cool. Solo. Yeah. Well. Solo. Well, it's really hard to storm the castle, though. <laughs> Those walls don't want to come down. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I personally really enjoyed the off-season touring. Yeah. Um. You know, days are short, but you know, you end up in a moderately populated city and there's you know there's a pub or uh, the hotel tends to be a hangout for a lot of the locals too yeah you can kind of sit and just get a little bit of culture and then go to bed at a decent hour get up early and do it again
1: yeah um, well and you
0: even met uh, joey dunlop i guess yeah how did that go oh it was amazing didn't say much really yeah well did you like tackle him and those, got pissed uh, off or what no for those that know obviously joey's no longer with us but good okay. Ah, uh, the the Memorial Gardens talked about that a little bit last week, but um, you know, was able to visit that and and watch uh, you know as he repped a little slacker Moto for us. Mm-hmm. But just able to see a lot of the the history there in his in his town, Ballymoney. It was kind of nice to
1: okay
0: go through there and see that. Um, but it it was just cool, like you know, walking through that Memorial Garden. I was literally the only person walking through. You know, basically every town I was at, with the exception of the big cities. But the big cities it was just locals running around, right? The pubs and and the restaurants weren't full of tourists. I was basically the only American there, mm-hmm. um, for most for the most part, because it was off season and it was just tourists. Or yeah. sorry, just locals. Yeah, you know, doing what they do. So, got to just kind of experience you know Northern Ireland for what it was, rather than as a tourist, which was mm-hmm. kind of nice. Did uh, they have Doctor Pepper when I was touring? Not really. No, hard to find. Convenience stores and gas stations, man. No restaurants. Nobody. They don't have fountain anything really. Everything's bottled or canned. So well, they have like sweet taxes, right? They do. Yeah, everything. Everything's a little different. So if you go visit, and you want your sugar that you're so used to in the U.S., bring a little extra cash because uh, candy, the and sugar soda. tax, and all that's yeah. a bit a bit high. Um, however, they uh, they have basically everything you'd want. Better chocolates than we do by a long shot right you know it's it, it's it's great i had no problems i plan to go back um i think i mean i've seen a lot of it a lot of uh, ireland now i uh, would like to go see further south i would do the north coast again in a heartbeat that was shockingly beautiful
1: yeah.
0: after going and doing such a big loop the first weekend down through the republic of ireland kind of thought well the north coast will be a fun little jaunt and I was amazed. There, there's not enough time in two days to stop and see everything that you could on the yeah. North Coast. And it's just a short, you know, four hundred kilometer loop. It's really, or I guess you know, semicircle. It's not, uh, not very big, but every you know, fifteen to twenty kilometers. They actually use miles in Northern Ireland, which I thought was quite interesting. Oh. everything else is metric except for the roads. What side of the road did you drive on? Left side. It's exciting. Oh, how did that go? That's not bad. It was shockingly easy. I actually was surprised how simple that was, how quickly I became aware and comfortable passing at full speed on tiny roads and just not concerned. Did I don't you know. get a manual transmission rail car? I did not. So that would have upped the uh, learning curve a little bit. But Well, you've just been shifting with your left hand. Everything after, else is the same. After you get through all six gears, I think you got
1: figure it figured out for the most part. Okay. okay. But, yeah. Uh, And your rental car was a...
0: Corolla. Uh, Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty decent car. I mean... I don't know if I would call that decent. It's okay. It was big for those roads. I will say that that many times I felt like I was the big guy on the road with, you know, the little Clios and 206s and different cars floating behind me. Peugeots and the... I figured you would have had like... Renaults. Golf GTI or something. Yeah, and I didn't go that route. But... uh, it was nice. I mean, it was a car with decent power and, I mean, for the roads out there, it was pretty moderate as they go. It wasn't okay. bottom of the line by any means. At least which was shocking because I, yeah. when I rented it, I, I mean, by class of vehicle, I rented a bottom of the barrel car. Ended up with a pretty mid-grade car, so cool. Okay. But I thought that was cool when I picked it up and then, you know, watching all these, I kind of wanted a more European car. It was... Very much a Corolla, right? Corolla hatch. I can get that here. That's why I'm surprised that you
1: took that car. Even some of these others, these Cujos and other things. I mean, it's the right environment for the vehicle, even though I would never pick it if I went to Boston or New York or California or something. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. Very cool. But uh, it worked out. It was fun. Got to see a lot of the stuff. Uh, The big thing, I know I talked about it a lot last week, but I wanted to kind of bat it around with you. So I was very both intrigued and impressed by the motorcycle community out there. Ooh. You um, just
1: complained about their lack of correspondence, and now you're impressed. I'm confused. No, I will say that that dealership
0: someone. wasn't ideal. This isn't good report for that dealership. I'm just saying. Sorry, guys. On um, every other aspect when it came to customer service beyond the rental aspect, and they're a new bike dealership. It's not a rental place. Mm-hmm. So their bread and butter is selling new motorcycles to people, new and used motorcycles. And accessories and right clothing. They and do they do service that. as well? Yeah, I mean okay. it's it's a shop, right? Okay. It's a Triumph, Kawasaki, KTM shop. Sure. Um, so their their bread and butter isn't rentals. However, they offer it on their website. It is a separate website that jumps out of the normal dealership site. Apparently, has one guy that runs it. That in the off season isn't in that often, or was on vacation while I was there, or who knows why where the disconnect came from. But it wasn't, uh, I agree, on the rental side, I wasn't overly impressed. Okay, and
1: I know we're going back um, into that,
0: and you're trying to go into a new topic.
1: So go ahead. So you were really impressed with the motorcycle community. What was of that the one ownership? thing
0: that was really impressive? I mean, what was different there so, that we don't have here? In lining up, or trying to line up a rental, discussing with a lot of guys at work, a lot of people that I just ran into, people that I saw with motorcycles, um, just kind of chatting what it is to ride. You know, if I saw somebody get off a bike or park a bike, I'd go and talk with them. And understanding the the awareness that basically everyone has of motorcycles in at least Northern Ireland. Um, you know, a lot of those conversations were had down in the Republic, going through different areas, Glendalough and other places. I uh, was able to talk to guys that were riding in those areas. And, and everyone knows someone that rides or rides themselves or has some experience on a street motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the U.S., you get a lot of people that know dirt bikes. A lot of people, if you, if you polled, you know, everyone that doesn't have an endorsement but is comfortable with motorcycles, it's probably due to dirt bikes, right? It's not a comfortability on the street in any way, shape, or form. That's a pretty
1: small uh, pool of people. And those guys probably have dirt bikes because they still want to get around and uh, be above the law. So, you're talking about all of our outlaws when you bring up that group.
0: Not necessarily. I'm talking about people that often. Hey, we people. love the outlaws. I'm just That's saying. true. It is true. But I'm saying they, they likely go out and ride dirt. Okay. But out, you know, at least in Ireland, my experience was that everybody understands motorcycles, that there's a, a general understanding, a general awareness of motorcycles in the community. And I just I found it very interesting talking to people about bikes. Everyone knows who has a bike, people know, you know, where to go with bikes. Just having a discussion whether someone rode or not about motorcycles, a lot of the people that were, you know, within my, my sphere of influence or within my immediate surrounding as I'd go around talking about bikes or trying to understand the motorcycles there was very open and understood. And I, I was a little bit surprised by that because I think if you came here and asked random people about bikes, most people would just not want to talk. Right? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't write. I, th- I think yeah. the average non rider here
1: just doesn't care. I don't, probably, you know, I think we're overgeneralizing, but I understand what
0: you're saying. Comparatively, I, I didn't find anyone that was like, I don't know, we'll talk to someone else. Right? Everyone was like, oh, no, 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 my buddy rides. Or, I know this guy, this is the bike I see a lot. Or people are very aware. I think you would have got that in the U.S. if you'd gone to one of our other
1: plants, man. I think it, it would have happened. happened. Because you're the guest. And it sounds like they're very hospitable, which is awesome, and that they were trying to accommodate something that was an interest of yours in their area and wanting to experience their country, which they have a lot of pride in.
0: I think that that's awesome. Well, and that that's fair in the plan. Because if somebody is...
1: came to the U.S. and came to our facility and somebody asked about motorcycles, they'd point to one of us at our workplace. That is very like You know what I mean? And we would get really pumped. So I, I'm just saying that I think it's really awesome that it happened there. But I, I'm trying to find what's different there well, my, that is a better community My comments are to the here. plant.
0: My comments are just random people throughout the community. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know, I everyone is very aware. Everyone's looking for bikes. You know, they're like, oh, I, I don't know what I drive. I expect bikes to be on my blind spot. I expect right them to pass. I, everybody's aware of where they are. The roads are small, and people are looking out for bikes. Mm. And in general, I think that, you know, there's a, a road racing history in Ireland, and basically... Europe in general, yeah. um, you know, the, the awareness and the probably legislature and everything that is motorcycle in Europe is much more in the open, much more right there where everyone can see it, mm-hmm. whereas it's kind of a very niche thing in the U.S. still, right? You don't get a lot of motorcycle couriers. Even in the wintertime, there was guys running around on bikes, on little 175s with a big basket in the back, picking up I, food I and delivering. I think they
1: call them we bikes weed bikes that's fair okay yeah (laughs) even simon says so
0: yeah but uh they you know it was just interesting that that that's you know as a tool the bikes are a tool to to work you don't see a lot of quote-unquote work bikes in the u.s right sure maybe in the bigger cities you do but this is everywhere right this is Okay. Any town, so okay. it, it's just the so awareness and the use of them, and uh, aware
1: of motorcycles and how they are beneficial for society.
0: Okay, and you know, as you go around as well, I think you see you know, a lot of provisions for that. Um, the cost to ride, the availability of good roads there. I mean, I, I don't know if that's that's more of a road infrastructure concern that just becomes a benefit on it. A concern in a car that's a benefit on a bike, you know, when the roads are are windy and and too small. That's a concern in a car that a bike makes that very fun and awesome, right?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, when you've still got cars on this road and now you're on a narrower, you're on a motorcycle on that narrow road. I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're getting at is it doesn't have a problem, but now it's even more of a concern that your lane isn't as sized as it would be. It wouldn't be as substantially sized for you to be able to uh, straighten out a road without having to go into their lane. So you're still having to be a little bit more aware, I would assume, on a motorcycle sure. I mean, in I, Northern Ireland
0: or Ireland in uh, general. So, I mean, the one thing I noticed, right, in driving here, after after riding, I drive when roads in the U.S. are often wider than my vehicle. I will still use the lane to come in wide, cut it, come out What right? Yeah. To kind of use my apex, even in a car. Yes. Whereas in Ireland, the road is as wide as your car. You just hug it like rails, basically. Okay. Right? And, and everyone else does. You don't find a lot of people cutting corners on because the, there's no room to. Right? Mm-hmm. If you cut a corner, you kill the guy coming at you. Or you die when the guy coming at you hits you, right? Whoever's right. biggest lives. Um, so people stay in their lanes. Uh, I didn't see even coming around watching somebody, you know, 100 yards up come around a tight corner they went slow enough that they stayed in their lane. They didn't cut across the corner like you often see in small roads in the U.S. Sure. Right? A mountain road. You'll see if there, if someone doesn't think there's someone coming up and they're coming down quick, they're going to cut that corner a little bit. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time out here. I didn't see that once there. I saw people staying in their lanes, really using it mm-hmm. in the way that it's intended. Um, and, you know, similar to a bike, I don't think you end up using the lane as such a separate track would be my assumption. Now, riding there would tell me very differently or following the riders. The problem is the roads are so... And I know this is going to sound like a broken record because I've mentioned it a couple times, I'm sure. The roads are so narrow and the speed limits are so generous, we'll say. Um, I mean, most of these little tiny two-lane narrow roads, the speed limit is 60, kilometer, or 60 miles per hour, 100 kilometers per hour
1: mm-hmm.
0: in down in the Republic or up in Northern Ireland. So you can be moving at a pretty good clip. I mean, you're, you're moving through these tiny little roads at 45 to 60 miles per hour that are very twisty. Mm-hmm. Then in a car, you know, you might in between corners be tapping that speed limit, but you're definitely not going to be speeding because you just can't. Right. There is no, without dying, it you're going truly up. It uh, You will die if you go above the speed. And there's no warnings on the corners, right? Here we say... 30, you know, 35 mile per hour yeah. corner or whatever. Yeah. There's none of that. You gotta you gotta go slow enough to know you're not gonna go into oncoming traffic or off the edge. Yeah. You know, you gotta be really really weird. Whereas on a bike where you can kind of apex those corners and use that, that really without having to speed or be sporty or spirited or, you know, what we would call here riding hard or, you know, spirited mountain rides, there that's just normal riding. Huh. So you can actually use those limits and enjoy it. I mean, there was multiple times Especially that that clearer weekend on my first weekend, I'd be going down a road and coming around a corner. The second it straightens out, I mean, you know, a a GS-1200 or a a KTM-1290 would just whip right by. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and and I knew they were behind me, so I expected it. But, you know, they can come out of that corner hot. The second they know that other, you know, the oncoming lane's empty, they're gone. And you're still trying to catch up on these little cars, right? Everybody's little gutless vehicles. Mm -hmm. Can't keep up with the 1200. That thing's just gone. Yeah. So uh, it's really interesting that that you know it's not really an infrastructure that was made for bikes, but a bike is the right tool for the infrastructure that was made. So what is your? I know we have a lot of pride
1: in in the U.S. and our country and our motorcycle community, but what would be your number one takeaway from the community in Northern Ireland that you think? We would benefit at least you and I and the community that we're trying to bring together
0: um, in the Portland area. I think the biggest thing I, I got from it, and it's always been something we've preached is motorcycles in the community. Mm-hmm. but the the community sharing that community. Um, I think the awareness there was what really shocked me, that everybody knew who I mean Joey Dunlop is. Everybody knows what he did, why he is, who he is. He's a friggin national treasure. In Northern Ireland, and he's a motorcycle racer, right? I mean, sure. Everybody knows Philip McCallan motorcycles. Everybody at work knew who that was, what his history was. I mean, he's a racer that that won, and in Northern Ireland is is famous and popular outside of Ireland. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if many of our listeners don't know who that is. Yeah. But you know, in Ireland, they know who that is. He's got a dealership. They're like, oh yeah, the racer who's got a dealership, mm-hmm. right? Not oh yeah, that's the motorcycle dealership up the road. Mm. They're aware of that community. There's a certain overreaching awareness of motorcycles and what it is, both the enjoyment and the use of it, right, the uh, usefulness of a motorcycle that everybody kind of just knows. And it's just part of the world. There's a, there's just a, a general understanding. And that's something I think that, that I come here and, you know, I, I got back and I, I mentioned it last week in the podcast, but my buddy with his 200 came over and, and you know, just chatting with him. And, it was other than him, I didn't really see another bike for multiple days, and the weather was gorgeous. Yeah, I've only seen a few out. Uh, it has been quite chilly, and you
1: got to have the right equipment, mostly full-faring bikes. That's what I'm seeing sure. right now,
0: which makes sense. But at the same point, you know, it, even wh- whether there's bikes or not, nobody's looking for them, nobody's aware of them. You got to be in the U.S. at this time of year, you have to be so diligent as a motorcyclist because people aren't looking for you. Yeah, nobody knows you're coming. It's similar to, you know, once summer kicks off and everybody. Dust their bikes off, winterize them for the year. That first few, you know, that first month is is where all the issues occur because cars aren't ready for it yet. They haven't been reconditioned right. for the motorcycles on the road, and it becomes an issue. So the the biggest thing I got from it is that need to I don't know if need's the right word, but that ability that we all have as motorcyclists, or at least as people that love motorcycles. You don't necessarily have to be a rider to love the motorcycle community. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability we have to share that and to really help everyone understand what that is, to be involved right. Not involved as just a general person, but to be involved as someone that knows the motorcycle community or someone that's involved in the motorcycle community with everyone else in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, historically, you look at like US. bikes right, you look at the Harley world and there's a stereotype which is generally not true but that Harley guys are jerks and gangsters and, you know, whatever else comes up, right? There's a very negative connotation sometimes with Harleys, with choppers, with sport bike riders, that they're just hooligans and they're spinning cookies and popping wheelies in traffic, right? You get these negative connotations. There are people that do that, and there are people that do that legally and within a stunt thing as a show. There are people that do that literally for a living, and that's totally cool. Some people that do it on the street and cause those those connotations but us as motorcyclists us that love the community have an innate opportunity to really build our own community just by sharing just by being a good citizen just by i talked about it last week just by waving at kids that you know in the car next to you saying hey you know this is fun yeah okay just by you know letting someone in once in a while you don't have to necessarily be just up front. If somebody missed their turn, let them in. It's okay. You'll get around them the second the road opens up. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know. Then Generally, if you let them in, they're going to let you get around them because they're going to thank you for letting them in. It's not a, you know, I don't know, especially in traffic and in this world where we're sharing the road and cars are sharing the road with us. To to get lane slitting or emergency lane riding or the ability to filter up to the front of a stoplight or any of these privileges that really make sense on a motorcycle, to make that not be something that makes people angry and frustrated that they're losing, Mm -hmm. they have to appreciate the motorcyclist, right? Right. If you're in a state, I mean, California's got a lot of these rules and they've all figured it out and it's been around long enough that nobody's mad about it and everybody's okay with it and it works and it keeps traffic a little bit better. And it really is a benefit to the community. But, you know, we're talking about it in the Northwest. Oregon and Washington are both fighting for kind of these rules, these law changes, these updates to, to what we can do as motorcyclists. And the biggest thing I hear negative from people that are not necessarily anti-motorcyclists, but that are anti these rules, is that it's not fair. Washington motorcyclists go to the front of the line? And that's the reason.
1: We're horrible about queuing in the United States. I think that's something in general that we need to we Work but, on, but okay. What well, yeah, I'm saying is, if every
0: motorcyclist waved and was friendly and was a, you know, was bringing positivity into the roads, then I don't think it would be such a like ne- such a negative thing. Like people would be like, "Oh yeah, people wait; those bikes wave and they're gone. Who cares? If they're in front, they're gone. I'm not going to see them again. Who cares? It's not like they're slowing me up." But instead, it's like, huh, that guy was a jerk to me. Why would I let him up front? Or that guy's riding too close. So, Or, you know, I don't know anything about this. I don't care about this issue. I'm not voting for it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, there's I different things. Okay. So there's there's us being good members of society All right. as motorcyclists and bringing a positivity into our culture and our positive culture into other cultures. But there's also just the ability that we have to share this with people and that's kind of i mean one of the things i want to talk about today is a different events coming up and we'll, we'll rifle off here at the end I, there's really no reason to do it in the middle a number of northwest events that are coming up here for the end of the year things that sure. you guys can go to things that uh, that you can enjoy things that you can participate in things that you can really despite it being off season get your motorcycle fixed right um Start getting pumped and excited for the following year and
1: what we can do in the off season to get prepared for that. Sure. Which may also include at some point like a Christmas wish list and resolutions and other things. I know we chatted about yeah, that well, before we started here. But. With regards
0: to the podcast topics, we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff here as the weeks go on closer into Christmas and New Year's. But even just events within the local Northwest community here, we'll, we'll announce a few things that, that have come up that I think are heavy hitters, that you need to go to. That if you okay. have the opportunity and you live in, really, by Northwest, I mean, some of these are big enough events that if you live within, you know, Montana to northern British Columbia, you should probably, and you have the means, you should be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't like, you live in Portland, you should go to this Portland event. Some of these are big enough events that you, if you can, you can come from anywhere and really have an awesome time. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's other shows around the country that are coming up in this off-season hand-built show and other things, too, that are well worth that time and energy. Um, but my, my statement here with regards to building this community and sharing it is the importance of sharing that community with people. That, that these events, usually, those of us that ride, we may ride. Weather might be perfect on these days, and we're going to ride in, and we're going to make this a good full motorcycle day, right? Ride the bike to it, go to a show, go to this event, ride the bike home.
1: Yeah.
0: Why not? Right. If the weather's awesome, kudos to you. Go more power to you and do it. But for the most part of these winter events, you know, you're gonna be driving to it, and then you're gonna get your motorcycle fixed at the event, and you're gonna drive home. If you're driving to an event, why not invite some friends? Right. You might have friends that are moderately excited about motorcycles, but don't go to these things because they don't know they're happening or not sure. comfortable. Yeah. And want a buddy there. You might have friends that, you know, just want to hang out with you. And don't care about motorcycles, but they're going to go see something that really speaks to them and have that excitement. I I really think that there's something to be said about bringing a friend that may or may not be Mm -hmm. motorcycle-centric to these different motorcycle events to see, you know, to try to spark not necessarily interest in riding, but at least an appreciation for the community.
1: Yeah, well, for sure. I think the community part is the big aspect, and we've hit on that many times, but just seeing how... People within that motorcycle community welcome others. They want to have a good time. They want to visit. They want to tell you their awesome stories about their road trips over the last few years that they've gone on, the best rides that they've seen in the last few months, and areas that that were shut down or that you should avoid, whatever it may be. That they're there for one another. So I think that's a good point. Uh, just uh,
0: definitely invite invite your friends. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's important to. I don't know, share your passion, right? If you're into something and you're excited about it, it's okay to talk about it. Amongst friends, you what? What? I don't even know what you said. I don't know. I said amongst friends. Amongst friends. Yes. Or not? Just show up at the bar and start talking about motorcycles. <laughs> you probably find a good crowd there. I'm just saying, it's important. But a couple things that I, you know, that I thought was interesting to bring up. Some of this community build-up stuff. There's a couple things coming up here just at the end of this week. Mm -hmm. On the 14th, tends to be here in the Northwest, a lot of of support, a lot of toy run type supports here in the Northwest, motorcycle-based. So just kind of for starters, if you're in the Northwest, I know if you're not, don't worry about it, or participate or donate or help however you can if you want to, Um, but I know a majority of our listeners are here in the Northwest, Um, but we've got a... uh, couple of different things. We've got the Angels on Wheels toy run coming up on December 14th. Okay. And that, you can find that on Facebook, just Angels on Wheels toy run. Uh, but there's also one in Salem, Oregon. That's uh, the Salem toy run, which is put on by Salem Harley Davidson. So mm-hmm. if you go to their, their uh, facility on the 14th, if you look it up, I'm sure it's on Facebook and online for them. Uh, but you can get that done. Also, if you're into riding, which should be most of us, uh weather's good, bad, or indifferent, Cycle Gear in Portland puts on a pretty good polar bear run on January 1st. Oh, really? What does that mean? So New Year's Day, they put on just a cold day run. It just, uh, you show up at Cycle Gear, starts at, uh, there's a Cycle Gear on Stark in 205. So just right there, kind of, I guess it's the west side of Portland, or the east side of Portland. Okay. Um, but you show up there in the morning, you can look it up, just if you look up Cycle Gear, polar bear run, Portland. it'll come up Uh, there's no reason for us to rifle off details uh here with regards to times and and locations and all that but um if you look that up you'll see that they start in the morning and depending on the weather and how bad it is they'll have three different runs you can do okay Uh, it's just a self-guided tour basically go with your buddies or join a group that's starting at the same time and you'll run through a loop uh you know longest one runs i think a couple hundred miles I so one, wow. I think it's 100 mile, and there's just a quick jaunt if the weather's terrible, it's snowy, then people will just basically go a straight shot to a pizza place where they have some awards and some food and just to hang out. Okay. So you need to register for that one. I think it fills up. At least it has the previous few years. My guess is a week or two before, if you if you wait another couple weeks, you're not going to get in. So, uh, you know, check that one out. Just pull over a run there at Cycle Gear on, on the 1st. They hand out it's rewards. What do you mean? Awards. Awards so to their employees. Ra- no, this is You're like talking about door prize. Yeah, door prize type stuff. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so you register. Your name's on the file. They'll also draw names for. There's a couple of big door prizes. Harley um, Davidson motorcycle. That you win. I think they're sponsored by a bunch of groups. Wow. Um, that that's a big run. That Polar Bear okay, Run is cool. not cycle gear specific. It's sponsored by other groups as well. Sure. They um, okay. just use Cycle year as that starting point. And Cycle year is one of the sponsors, but that's a so big what one else do we that's been going for years. Uh, then, of course, coming in February, we've got the One Show, which Ooh. is uh, tickets are not yet on sale, at least last I checked. Okay. Uh, this, we record in advance of releasing, so that could be wrong by the time we release because there's no official date of when they'll be on sale. But uh, this year's at the Coliseum, the Memorial Coliseum in Portland, which yeah. is going to be huge. First time in a long time we've had flat track in Portland. So the mm. races will occur at the same venue as the show. That's awesome. going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. So we're working to, uh, Brad and I will be there. Yes. Guaranteed. We're actually working to get set up more officially, but more news on that will come as we go. Okay. Um, nonetheless, it's going to be, I mean, a show, party, race, whatever you can think of that relates to motorcycles, that's how you describe that one. Okay, it is just everything that is motorcycle, uh, specifically custom motorcycles. It, it looks pretty amazing. To it. I want to see what
1: comes this year. Maybe we'll find some more painted on mud. I'm not sure. I, I can only hope. Yeah, yeah. And Check out the some, One Moto Show uh, episode for a little bit more details. Yeah,
0: we want to jump back to the One Show. We we enjoyed discussing bikes from Alaska and whether the mud was painted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Was that some the last of your children. events? But, uh, yeah, that's all I've got thus far. There's there's always a handful of events that everybody can look up. I know most most of our listeners are involved in their own community events, or you can right. also find different things. We've we've hosted historically in the summer um, some Slacker Moto rides. So you can check out Slacker Moto Radio's Facebook page for those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as time comes closer, there's nothing on the books yet because we haven't determined locations. And then, uh, of course, check us out on our Patreon page. Yeah. Uh, we're adding some stuff. I know I've promised a lot. This is uh, the week that it's all getting uploaded. So okay. now that I'm in town and, and settled down, we can get all that up. Give me a run.
1: password for it and I'll try to help too. Yeah, there
0: we go. We'll get Brad to, to do a little bit of work around here. I okay. know, that's
1: tough. Yeah, and then uh, definitely give us some feedback on anything. You can hit us up by email or whatnot. Uh, if you know of any other events uh, located in your area or um, in the Portland area as well, uh, we'd definitely love to hear about that and share the news.
0: Absolutely. That's uh, you know, sharing that community event, getting everybody out there with some friends. That's that's the goal here today. After our after our discussion, so whatever you got going on, let us know and we will broadcast. So mm-hmm. try to bring people to you. We, you know, obviously you're listening from all over the United States. So anywhere you're at, let us know and we'll we're happy to mention it. Um, otherwise, we hope everybody's having an awesome week. Yeah. If you get good weather, love it, enjoy it. Try to get out and ride. If you don't, just keep dreaming about motorcycles while you're snoring. And uh, we hope everybody's got a good winter ahead of them. Early Merry Christmas from us, but you'll hear from us before Christmas. You just wanted to say it more times Um, than I did. Merry Christmas.
1: Okay. Well, until next time, right on.